0: a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Biana.
1: We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 25 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Beetle at Bay. Um, And joining us today we have Promo Kosla. That's me. Who you may remember from our Asian representation bonus
2: episode. Can't remember how long ago that was that we did that. It was a while ago, but. It feels like several hundred years now because this year has it been does. so long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this year has been the year that won't end.
2: <laughs> yeah. Promo was also, um, she's also
0: a, a staff member for Mischief Management and was the director of this year's LeakyCom story.
2: And yeah. it was awesome.
0: It was oh, thank good. you. I was a big fan of the Marauders part.
2: That's, I mean, I don't even. It was, and you can
0: see all of those stories on YouTube. Yeah,
2: me and Leah were co-directing, awesome. and we don't like we don't have to direct those guys. You just put them in a room together, and it's done. Yeah. Like you don't even have to write an outline. <laughs> That's great.
1: So we have some announcements and reminders, as always. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along.
0: Love our blog, love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at org slash donate.
1: And we have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website to step up your nerd fashion and stationery game.
0: And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. Also, subscribe to
1: Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that at
0: org and now, for Wizard Team News. Happy
1: New Year! Happy New Year, y'all. This is the first Wizard Team episode of 2018. We live.
0: New Year, wow. new us, same us.
1: Not really. Same us. I mean, I'ma try. Reading Harry Potter. I'ma give myself three months and then we'll see at the end of March how I'm feeling, and then. Good, yeah. You know. I. If I like new me, then I'll keep okay. going.
0: I'm going to try to... New me is really going to just be clean your apartment, go grocery shopping, don't treat your body like shit. Maybe take a walk. Same. Mine yeah. is pretty
1: much all don't
0: treat your body like <laughs> shit, actually. <laughs> I'm
1: right. Like, I'm like, I'm going to give me three months and then maybe after three months, it'll be a habit and then
0: it'll be cool. I know. That... <laughs> My flu this year um, really, like, shook me to my core of, like, you should treat yourself better because there is no reason you should be sick for two weeks. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, you know, hopefully y'all are also New Year, right. New You, or if not, same New Year. Same, same you, New Year. I'm trying some things out yeah. for a little bit. And if not, it's back to the same old You were old fabulous last knows. year. You'll be fabulous line, this year. We
0: believe in you um you know i'm gonna read more write more eat less (laughs) that's the goal (laughs) but if not (laughs) i'll be here (laughs) reading harry potter um all right so we have some magical birthdays
1: yeah so happy birthday to toya whose birthday was december 30th so last friday no saturday last saturday um shout out to toya happy birthday I think, we're in, I think we're in Capricorn Happy season officially. I don't know exactly when things start or end. I just know when we're there. And I'm
0: like, cool. Here we are. I don't know what that means, but I trust you. Um, and New Year's Eve, um, Saturday. Sunday. No, Sunday. Sunday. No, New Year's is Monday. Yeah, so Sunday. So Sunday. Was Voldemort's birthday. Happy birthday, Tom. You know, you could be... Living your life and you know going into a nice old age, but instead you have to become a Nazi. Was it Nazi? So obsessed at the age of at seventy. <laughs> like a punk. Oh well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so sad. But so sad. for you.
0: Whew. Yeah. Also, I was just thinking about the fact that he was literally like sixteen, talking about "I'm yeah, never going to die." Had, it was a like, boy. You barely yeah.
1: alive. His mom died, and he was she. He was like she was weak. Won't be me.
0: Ha ha! <laughs> jokes on him. <laughs> so, oh yeah. good lord. Um. All let's right. Um, chapter then. <laughs> let's do that. So previously on Wither Team,
1: um, Harry is starting Aquamancy with Snape, and it's a terrible idea. And that's pretty much all that happened in the last book, in the last chapter. From what I can remember. Terrible idea. It's an awful idea. There are
0: literally like 20 different ways that that could have gone better.
2: Yeah. He's so bad at it. Snape is not teaching him the right way. Doesn't care to be. Snape is so ethically compromised for the entirety of the Harry Potter series.
0: Yeah, it's really awful. Um, But, you know, he's a complicated character. And, you know, he's good on the inside.
2: He did one nice (laughs) thing once. So... So we should be forever. Nice to him. Right. He did one nice one thing. One nice thing for Lawrence reasons badly. that were really questionable
0: did, too. But also um, he did the nice thing badly. Yeah. Like he could have done it so much better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was looking back at um articles I wrote this year because everyone's doing their like best of the year stuff, and I found that J.K. Rowling were like on May second was like, or on the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts was like, I'm sorry. This every year she does her wow. apology, and she, this year it was Snape. And I wrote this response that was like, "Don't apologize for <laughs> killing this garbage human."
1: I think I, I made that's like a Twitter thread exactly. about all the awful so. things Snape did, and I like took pictures. You of really the, did. Of, the the book, book. of like
2: passages.
1: Yeah, I forgot that I did that.
2: The word. Do you have it the was one so where, um Where they hex her? Yeah, I, I think their so. Teeth grow long, and then. Snape is like, I don't see a difference. That mm-hmm. is, that one really gets me the worst. That is just... Yeah. And, awesome. like, she's,
0: like, a teenage girl. Oh, my God. Okay, so this could be a whole we bonus should. episode of yeah. all of the ways in which...
2: Her dad didn't even bully him. What's it's, your excuse? It's right, Sorry. right. Yeah. Neville's parents... <laughs> Neville, Neville had the poor
0: misfortune of not... Dying. Dying. Or not being killed. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, screwed forever. This could be a bonus episode. Let's not do this. Um. um so the only other thing... Our <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I was um, gonna say, Amani wants you to know that you're not telling any lies, so it's important. Um,
1: <laughs> the other the other thing that happened is that after Harry's first Occlumency lesson, um, he has another like kind of it's kind of a vision of Voldemort, not really, um, but he knows that Voldemort's really happy about something, and that's kind of where we leave off. Um, that's where we so, end it. Yeah, so getting into the chapter, um, Harry's question is answered the very next morning. Um, the answer is that ten Death Eaters have escaped from Azkaban.
0: So, lovely kind of a big deal. Um, wonder what Fudge's excuse is going to be.
2: Love, I don't know how much you guys have talked about this, but...
0: Can I get what? Hmm?
2: I'm, I was going to say, I don't know how much you guys have talked about this, I'm sure you have, but like my... One of the things I love about this book is just, like, the constant state of urgency that everyone is. Is Like, the whole wizarding world is threatened, and, like, Hogwarts itself is threatened related to this, but also kind of in its own way, like, with, with Umbridge. And, like, the craziness of having ten death eaters break out and nothing changes at school. Everyone's day-to-day is fine. Whereas, like, in Prisoner of Azkaban, we saw mm-hmm. one person break out, and everything is completely <laughs> the shut down. are out. People are, like... Just, just yeah, it speaks volumes about the... Mm-hmm. The shift, yeah, as it were.
1: Um, so included in in the Death Eaters, um, who escaped are Antonin Dalahov, who was convicted of the brutal murders of Gideon and Fabian Pruitt, um, Augustus Rookwood. Oh, also, just a reminder, I feel like I like because it bothers me all the time. Those are Molly Weasley's brothers. <laughs> I just feel like we should. Ron say does that. not
2: seem to know. I don't think Ron knows this. No, Ron doesn't to seem be- to
1: know. Like <laughs> Molly never mentions it, which I think is like okay if Molly doesn't mention it. But like no one else seems to mention it.
0: And it's very strange. How did we yeah. find out about it? Was it a post potter
2: thing that she uh, said? from JKRolling.com, okay. I think. It's
0: like so it's been so long that I can't I'm like really like expecting days. it to show up in a chapter or something. I'm like, right. how are we not talking about this? But
2: I remember, I feel like she said somewhere that she was like, Oh, Molly mm-hmm. was originally Molly Pruitt, and that's where like you oh, wrote right. that name because of these guys. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, oh. and yeah, yeah, and Harry right. gets Fabian Pruitt's watch, doesn't he when he turns mm-hmm. seventeen, uh. I just we oh, talked I... a
0: little bit about um about this a couple of episodes ago about like how there's like traumatic things that people and families like bury, and that's how a lot of stories get lost, and you think about like families that have gone through a lot of trauma from political upheavals in their country or holocaust or slavery or whatever and it becomes this like we don't talk about that because it's too painful to relive or it just is easier to just pretend like it never happened and then but the the downside of we don't talk about that is that those stories then just get lost mm-hmm. so it does kind of yeah or and then oh, sorry go ahead I was just gonna say go so ahead. it kind of makes sense but you I'm would think that it would those stories would get lost not in the first generation. Like, those are literally Ron's uncles. Like, yeah. You know, we, yeah. I know about, like, my family members that are, like, close, that passed away before I was born. I don't know, like, a lot. You know, we don't talk about it, but, yeah. like, I know that they existed.
2: hmm Yeah, I mean, he could, like, I guess Ron could know, but, like, where does he put that? As you said, like, he he doesn't know them. And I'm sure, I don't know that Molly would have opened up to him necessarily, like maybe to his older brothers or to Arthur. Like by the time Ron is born, <laughs> several people have like potential confidants are there who are older than him. So he maybe just knows of them as a footnote and recognize the name. He's like, oh, this is the guy. But it doesn't mm-hmm. affect him the way that say like Neville is affected by Bellatrix being released yeah. at this time.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I.
2: But yeah, it's interesting. Ron is very really like, in his own you know, world.
1: If- even if Molly doesn't talk about it, and I think that would, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, There's, like, that whole thing when Mad-Eye was showing Harry that dead, that the picture of, like, the original order. And was like, yeah, all these people are dead, but, like, none of it is kind of, like, brought up that they're related. But, I mean, also, it's totally possible that it's a thing that she yeah. thought about
0: after, after you know? <laughs> yeah. Just world building that happens after the fact. Yeah like Voldemort's ability to carry children after after <laughs> we're not, that
1: we're not we're not talking about that what? sorry i just yeah. have
0: to shade it every chance i get
1: <laughs> um so augustus rookwood um who was in azkaban for convicted um sorry for leaking ministry of magic secrets to he who must not be named um, and then Bellatrix Lestrange, who, as we know, yes. is convicted of the torture and permanent incapacitation of Frank and Alice Longbottom. Um, which is like, it's interesting to me how she's the main one mentioned. And like there were three other people and granted like one of them got a whole book and he's like got the Dementor's Kiss and there's really nothing you can do with him anymore. But there were two other people who were responsible for this torture and like they don't really get brought yeah.
2: up.
0: At all, I think it's kind of like when you have like a heist movie, like the heist team or whatever, and there's like the getaway driver and like the the guy in the chair, like you know what I mean, the hacker or whatever. And but then like Bellatrix was obviously imagine... the one doing the torture, like and relishing in it. Like the the wand was in her. Yeah, head.
2: it looks to me also. It looks to me like they were all listed. So they, there's a list of pictures, yeah. and under each one, it has the name and the crime. So it there would have. I'm that. assuming that yeah, under no, it's less, have it's less about it like the.
1: It's more just about the writing than it is the like because i'm sure that's there
2: yeah R- rookwood's very interesting because he mm-hmm. worked in the department of ministries and i don't like this in this book the big tie is um is bode who is like in the next couple pages but we right. met rookwood in like book four or something mm-hmm. like really yeah. briefly
1: i don't know it's interesting how that like how bellatrix becomes like the main person which i think is like fine um because you know we also forget that she's married there's like lots of things (laughs) like who are the lestranges no one really cares except Mm. for bellatrix
2: yeah whereas the blacks have such a reputation yeah um so the black family i felt weird (laughs) saying that i'm sorry no you know what i meant it's happened a couple times If you're saying the blacks
0: you better be talking about a family right, and not true. a whole race of people. I mean I feel like, Which you are. <laughs>
2: yeah, <so. laughs> I know but I said it and I was like yeah. I was like, why does this phrase seem weird? And I was like, oh no, because the racists say this. Yeah, it's no, like there was like, a probably really early well, on guess.
1: where I was like um where I was like yeah. Sirius was falsely accused and he's and he's a black. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> all these conspiracies. It's like really yeah. Ugh um so the headline um reads that the mass outbreak from azkaban ministry f- fears black is rallying rallying point wow i can't read um for old Death eaters so basically we're just blaming it all on serious which doesn't which make a lot later. of sense but and it I would still it seem like a crisis if it was true you know what i mean like they say this and then they are like still haven't aren't doing anything about it
2: yeah well it's it's mm-hmm. such that they have this built-in scapegoat. So if any, like, they're ma- it's just making bad worse. Like already ten Death Eaters have escaped, and on top of that, they're using it to further bury the truth and further, like, what's the word? Implicate right. this. But I also
0: man. think it's one of those things where it's like he escaped two years ago. So what you're also seeing is then <laughs> like, yeah, we're incompetent, and anyone could just walk out of Azkaban. But mm-hmm. it's this guy's fault. Yeah. Where
2: it's just, like and just doubling down on these lies. Like it's so stubborn to be like, "No, no, no, we told you he was guilty. He's still guilty. We haven't <laughs> caught him and also other people are running right. around him. But he's guilty." Right. We will never go back on the fact <laughs> he's guilty. For email. Oh god. Oh my goodness.
0: Um uh, why are these books so present right now? It it Ugh, just Stop it. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate, but you know,
2: it's where we are. At least we were given the tools Indeed. to deal with this <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. Is that 15? It's gonna be 15 oh, this year. 2018. Really? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. To
1: 2003. Um, so, 2003. Uh, so, Fug says that, he says, um, we find ourselves most unfortunately in the same position we were in two and a half years ago when the murderer, Sirius Black, escaped. Nor do we think the two breakouts are unrelated. An escape of this magnitude suggests outside help, and we must remember that Black, as the first person ever to break out of Azkaban, would ideally, um, would be ideally placed to help others follow in his footsteps. We think it likely that these individuals, who include Black's cousin, Bellatrix Lestrange, have rallied around Black as their leader. We are, however, doing all we can to round up the criminals and beg the magical community to remain alert and cautious. On no account should any of these individuals be approached.
0: Um... So there's, like, two things. One, like, wizards really need the internet so I can say Google exists. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> the previous Daily Prophets <laughs> exist. Like, there is, like, there has to be someone who went to school. Like, all these people have all these memories of the Marauders and James Potter and James and Lily. No one has the memory of the fact that Sirius Black was, like kicked out of his family and was a Gryffindor and was, like, obviously not running around with, like...
2: No, because the memory they have is that, that that he went to prison for supposedly killing his best friend. If anything, I feel like for people who grew up knowing about the Black family and Sirius, they saw him break from his family, saw him go to school, befriend James Potter and all of this stuff, I feel like for those people, when Pettigrew's death, as it were, in air quotes for the listeners... um was, like, that moment of, like, oh, mm-hmm. so this was in him. Oh, like, long. he like, went back. We were kind of waiting for, like, the other shoot. And then, shoot you and know, that like, thing. that whole, the whole, like, um... Not that they've been, like, sitting around plotting for him to be evil, but, like, to see that, they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, his family has a lot of dark mm-hmm. magic. His brother joined the Death Eaters, so sure. Yeah, Maybe I mean, and even, like, the story about how
1: he, like... His whole, the story around him before he escaped didn't really add up either. But it doesn't really you know it doesn't matter to them like they're they've convinced themselves that it's what's happened they would
2: have looked at it by then everyone would have looked back and been like this Mm -hmm. was the ultimate long con because do you know who was our Voldemort was rising to power while um the marauders and all were in school so that's imagine the black family being like having a ringer and they're like oh we're gonna like Sirius is Gryffindor so now we're gonna have him befriend these guys (laughs) and just like be in the resistance and then one day turn out to just betray yeah, everyone. Ugh, that's, that's so terrifying. exhausting. Sounds like a lot. I'm yeah, not a firm believer. Occam, yeah. An Occam's razor here, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna finish my wine before we even get to like the um, next,
1: page. next page. But yeah, so so that's happening, and it, and Harry's like is upset, saying I don't believe this. Fudge is blaming the breakout on Sirius. And Hermione's like, what other option does he have? He can hardly say, sorry everyone, Dumbledore warned me that this may happen. The Azkaban guards have joined Lord Voldemort. And now Voldemort's worst supporters have broken out too. I mean, he spent a good six months telling everyone, you and Dumbledore are liars, hasn't he? Um, So, I mean, Hermione is almost never wrong. Um, And it's just like, I mean, Fudge just has to double down at this point. Well, he doesn't really have to, but he feels like he has to. And I think that like, He's he's just kind of digging his own hole at this point, and it is
0: what it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's that extreme stubbornness mm-hmm. and, like, unwillingness to right. backpedal. Yeah. Off. So this is going to
0: come also. from, like, kind of out of left field, but I was showing my mom the first season of Luther over the weekend, which, if you want to have a good time, watch Luther with my mother, because her commentary alone is worth it. But there's that last scene. Spoiler! <laughs> Podcast, guys. If you haven't seen the first season of Luther, one, what's wrong with you, but two... I'm about to ruin it, where the, like, his friend, like, literally is involved in a robbery. He's like a dirty cop. He's involved in a robbery. By the end of the episode, he kills five people. Like, dude, chill out. Like, just, like, to cover up a robbery, you kill five people? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, (laughs) take a
2: minute. Take a breath. Yeah. There is a, maybe it's, this is maybe too recent, but. There's a Black Mirror episode Ooh, with a similar thread. Can't do red
1: Well, I season. can. It just takes me a minute. Can't do it.
2: it.
1: I'm, s- I'm still in season two. Yeah. Because I, I can like, do like one episode and I'm in, like, I- all right. A break. And so-
0: For a month or two.
2: Yeah. Well, now there's like two happy Ooh, episodes. There's happy ones? Total. Okay, Cool. I haven't so got There's that one on. with Gugu. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's two. There's one with Gugu. And that's a happy so one? That's I seeing. just heard
1: it was really good. I didn't hear it was happy. Okay, cool. It's a positive one. It's really one. good. It's yeah. really good. That was my probably, probably one of my one. favorites. I haven't even gotten that far yet.
0: It's I'm I it'll happen. I, I it's gonna take a while. It's I'm not watching it, so that's fine. Yeah. That that's, I mean I've heard about enemies. that
1: one. You'll yeah. get there. You'll I'm get been there you'll like, uh, or get to that one, but it's just, you know. The ones before. Slow
0: going. But, yeah, difficult. <laughs> I've seen like the first two episodes and then I was like, Yeah, I don't need this in my life. <laughs>
2: Well, the first one's a lot. Like I would yeah. most recommend to most people not to start with the very first episode, just because it's like it's extreme. Yeah. i never like I watched it once. I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. I would recommend people to start with episode three of season mm, one.
1: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That the one with the like wild. memory thing. I didn't get that the... far. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Um. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter. I guess. <laughs> um. So. Harry is looking around the Great Hall. <laughs> he can't understand why um, his fellow students aren't looking scared or at least discussing the terrible piece of news. But very few of them took the newspaper every day like Hermione, which you know, again, they're teenagers reading the newspaper. Where every day is Wizard Teen Bop? Be a thing. Because but you know what
0: else? If there was a Wizard Teen Bop. At this moment in time, it would do kind of what Teen Vogue has been doing, which is like, "Hey guys, I know that you have all these other things, and like, yeah, look at Taylor Swift's hairstyle or whatever, but like, shit is falling apart, <laughs> so let's talk about that as well."
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: tie high politics. Yeah.
1: That's you know maybe that's where the Quibbler will come in. It's, yeah, I think the they. I think that's the Quibbler. That's hilarious. <gasps> is Teen Vogue the Quibbler? I love it.
2: <laughs> I've never thought about this. How have I not?
1: I, will... Yeah. I mean, you know, Dean Ophelius is probably not writing to the audience he thinks he's writing to, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all this wine. This was so good. It's gone.
1: Um, okay, so at the staff table, though, it, like, all the teachers look really concerned. Dumbledore and McGonagall are in deep conversation. Professor Sprout is um, reading The Prophet, and Umbridge looks salty. Um she keeps looking over at Dumbledore and McGonagall. Um, just kind of I think she's just pressed and she's upset that the ministry had like such a big fuck up and that she still doesn't really have power where in like where she's supposed to be doing like whatever she's supposed to be doing. I don't know. Things aren't looking good for her and oh well. <laughs> I mean. um, yeah i just you know tiny violin
2: yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> i love this thing about Bode. It's, yeah. it's like it's so dark but that's just one of the things i love about harry potter and about this book especially is just that it's so bleak they get you on it's, every um, the fuck it's bleak in every turn and the way that i mean the kind of like with the when we're talking about like the pruitts and um the lestranges like the way all of those different backstories intertwine that we keep piecing apart as the books go on is really interesting to me, and I think that's something that I, as a young Harry Potter fan, really internalized and loved seeing in stories. Like I loved on Lost when you would find out that the par- characters had randomly crossed paths in a flashback, or like any other show mm-hmm. or anthology that does that type of thing. I love it because yeah, I, I mean it's really it from here.
1: well done, and like she definitely has all the pieces kind of laid out, and is. I think it's like the. Robin talked about how she's, like, a really good mystery writer. Um, so, like, laying all those pieces together and, then like, tangling them up in the plot and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's why the Strike novels are Right, sort just, are like, so
0: always remember... She
2: should mm-hmm. be writing the fourth one. Where's, Where's the fourth, the fourth one?
0: one? But, yeah, always remember whenever you get into a fight with anyone, J.K. Rowling is a mystery writer and not a fantasy writer. She just happened to write one amazing epic fantasy. Mm-hmm. But that's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Mr. <Mister. laughs> um,
1: okay, so um, so there's another uh, news story in here. Um, the headline reads, Tragic Demise of a Ministry of Magic Worker. Um, so, Bodger Bode, 49, was discovered dead in his bed, strangled by a potted plant. Healer Miriam Strout, who was in charge of Mr. Bode's ward at the time of the incident, has been suspended on full pay um, and was unavailable for comment. Um, But a spokeswizard says that St. Mungo's deeply regrets the death of Mr. Bode, whose health was improving steadily prior to this tragic accident. Um, Healer Strout, busy over the Christmas period, overlooked the dangers of the plant on Mr. Bode's bedside table. As his speech and mobility improved, Healer Strout encouraged Mr. Bode to look after the plant himself, unaware that it was not an innocent flitter bloom, but a cutting of, of devil's snare, which, when touched by the convalescent Mr. Bode, throttled him instantly. Um, St. Mungo's is yet unable to account for the presence of the plant on the ward and asks any witch or wizard with information to come forward. Um, so not only did he get killed by the devil's snare, they lost the plant? Is that
0: what that's saying? Someone took it away, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I to think it's the saying that, um, Sorry, say that again? they're Maybe unable to wrong. understand how it got there.
1: Yeah, they don't know how it got there. Sorry, yeah. I read they just it don't know Who's where like, it came from. Um, so yeah, yeah, so they don't know how it got there. And this is just going back to the last two or three episodes that we've um, recorded and how, like, there's no security system
2: anywhere. Eric is apparently. tired, man.
1: Like, we were, like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 they just, like, scan your wand and St. Yeah, at the Ministry, which, there's only no, one person. Ministry, we, we figured that one out. But then, like,
1: the, like St. Eric- Mungo's, Eric. they're just letting anything in. They're <laughs> just like, sure, whatever. Which is, like...
2: And you're letting in is, everyone everyone you let in is it basically, is effectively right, carrying right. a deadly weapon. It's
0: Which yeah. is also, like, really interesting because when you think about going to a hospital and things like that, like, you should be more, especially when there's so many different types of diseases and stuff, right? You should, people are not allowed to just walk in and out of any ward or anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because it's like you can carry diseases. So, um, there should be more diligence about, like, the plants, if someone allergic. I,
2: there, I feel like there might be protective charms at St. Mungo's, like, the way that we know about muggle-repelling charms or, like, um, sound repellent charms and such, that there must be healing charms of the same ilk that are, like, sort of maybe, like, sterilize an area that you walk into or out of maybe. and such. I just thought of that now. Yeah. And really well, we were talking about, like, how the uh, – at Green Gots
0: they have, like, the Waterfall of Truth, which is basically – that potion that knocks off, like, any um, incantations or spell work that would, like, hide a person or um, change their appearance or whatever. That's why, like, yeah. the Apologies potion, they go under that waterfall and, like, it goes away. Um, but we don't see something like that. Which is, like, it would be cool to have just, like, a um, decontamination potion or spell mm-hmm. or something that, like, you know, like inoculates not. sterilizes people.
2: Maybe, so maybe it's, yeah, maybe it isn't invisible. Maybe it's, like, a barrier or a force field right. or a giant bubble. that doesn't. Bubble. Or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm retconning something that J.K. Yeah. also, I, I mean, just,
0: that also still wouldn't allow, like, account for a plant that's, you Yeah, know. I
2: mean, at that point, you
1: just need people with, like, eyes but on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and who are, like, actually
2: inspecting. Yeah, which is what Ron, yeah. Ron and Hermione and Harry immediately says mm-hmm. is that... Um, they so, in it? the chat um, real quick... I also want to... I want to do one thing before
0: you move on. Sorry. Oh, I'm not moving on. This um, is, like, based but, on this. Oh, okay. I, I was, was going to say... say I'm just... Um, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I love video chat. I was going to um, uh, It. It's sh- it hit a wrong chord or it struck like a ugh, icky part in my brain when it says that um, the healer has been suspended with pay on full pay. Yeah, suspended I mean on full pay.
1: That that made me mad at first too, just, but then they're like she's busy over the Christmas period. She's only one person in a ward, and I like like right. in the ward that like
0: probably needs more people in it. Like of all of them, you know. Oh yeah, I'm not saying I just like in the context of these current times. Hearing the sentence suspended with full pay just makes me feel, like, icky. Like, oh, they're going to sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Mm -hmm." She'll go back to work. No one's going to follow up. No one's going to realize what happened. Right. And nothing will change.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's connected almost directly to the other things. Not directly, but it's, like, connected to the breakout. Um, It's all coming from Mm -hmm. the same thing. And they don't care enough to... Investigate. Maybe there's, like, some aura somewhere and he's, like, putting all the pieces together and he doesn't know about the order because they didn't know if he, they could trust him.
0: I, yeah. I think his it's, name like, is... <laughs> putting <it> all the
1: pieces <laughs> together and it's like, something's
0: going on. And no one wants to talk about it. This is where Sherlock comes in. <laughs> yeah. Or Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> 22 B. Baker Street. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Really quickly in the chat, Portia says that she blames Ron for Bode's death. Um, because he distracted Neville. In, the, yeah. Oh, because Probably. Neville could have.
2: You think Neville could have? Because like, so so. Wow.
1: Um, <laughs> I know. I'm like. Come at first, I was like, interest. "Why? That seems so harsh." And then I'm like, "Oh, I mean, I guess I get that. That makes sense." Um, but also, like, yeah,
2: even that. But I think the 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 excuse that he gives. Is still valid, but even like maybe Neville would have been better to identify it. But the same thing. Neville's no. not looking for a devil snare in a potted plant in a hospital. Exactly. Either. Plus Neville right. is. And Pope also like
0: parents, what a so what a like thing that to count it. on the fact that Neville would be there on the exact day and be at the exact spot to notice <laughs> the devil snare. Like that's not his job. He's not there for that. <laughs> yeah. No. We're definitely. counting on Neville to stop like double snare? No, there's someone in the Someone at St. Mungo's that is who Who's to blame? I blame Eric. Eric doesn't work at St. Mungo's, though. He does, he, does, he has eight jobs, anyway. and he doesn't have an all-time, and he's sleep-deprived. He, I don't think that's his fault. He's doing the security for Whatever this all of the, is, the is world. Still not I blame Eric for this breakout in Azkaban, too. <laughs> I blame Eric for the Azkaban breakout, too. He's not like, you know, I understand. He's yeah. overworked, it's underpaid. I get it, but still... <laughs> and you, have, you, have one, you, you had one job <laughs> at several places, which was to keep everyone safe.
2: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you were the only person who has this job.
1: Okay, so Ron, because you know he still doesn't get it totally, says, Who expects Devil Snare to turn up in the hospital disguised as a potted plant? It's not our fault. Whoever sent it whoever sent it to the bloke is to blame. They must be a real pla- uh sorry, they must- i said plant. Um they must be a real Pratt. Why didn't they check what they were buying? Which is like I I mean, you know, he he thinks the best of people maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean I've definitely been in that position as like naivete. Right. Everybody's like, um,
1: no, right this away. was murder. This was intentional.
0: But it's also interesting that the Daily Prophet doesn't say this, right? Because No. Yeah. They're just like oh, we don't know how it got there, and, like, it's all about the fact that it yeah. was in the position to kill him.
2: Well, the Daily Prophet is playing to what Ron's instinct was, which is, like, this was a mistake, and we don't know how yeah. it ended up here. right,
0: but I it just... I'm just, you know, doubling down on the fact that, like, <laughs> the journalism here is terrible. It's, it's awful.
2: Oh, the journalism yeah. is terrible. Everything's so.
0: terrible.
1: Um. <laughs> Everything is awful. <laughs> So Harry um, remembers he does he's no longer thinking about the Devil's Snare. Um, he remembers that he met Bode when he was at the Ministry with Arthur, um, and that he works for the Department of, My- of Mysteries. Um, so he's an Unspeakable. They all look at each other for a moment, and then Hermione pulls the newspaper back toward her, closes it, glares for a moment at the pictures of a ten-escaped Death Eaters on the front, and then leaps to her feet, saying that she's going to send a letter. It, well, I don't know whether, but it's worth trying. And I'm the only one who can. I hate when she does that, grumbled Ron. Would it kill her <laughs> to tell us what she's up to for once? It'd take her about 10 more seconds. Um, which is true. She gets really excited and then just
0: runs But off. also, are they going to help? Yeah, Have they proven true. in any way that in, in help? In-
2: <laughs> They'll ask a bunch of follow-up questions too, like they won't understand. But I do, lo- I love when she does that. And one of them, oh, Harry or Ron, when, he, when they're like, uh. Like, oh, that clears that up. It would have been really annoying if you did right. explain yourself properly. <laughs> I love that. Um, where am I? Oh, okay,
1: so then they run into Hagrid, who um, still has more bruises. Um, doesn't want to explain them at all because, I don't know, he somehow thinks he's being inconspicuous. It's,
0: it, it's not like there's a there's like a, you know... Ministry official lurking around trying to find any excuse to, you know, shut down Hogwarts or take over and having a teacher show up with like anonymous bruises that he won't explain while he's in charge of children. It's not like that is important in any way or is it it something he should think about.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think that's fair because Hagrid's Mm -hmm. so good at keeping (laughs) secrets and being stealthy and slick. But like, of course, if anyone's going to get away with this, of course. it's
0: Hagrid. <laughs> no one is going to recognize the half giant with a bunch of bruises. <laughs> no, not at all. No one's going to think that's suspicious.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nope. Yeah. Must have got it playing with Fang. No, he's already behaved mm-hmm. suspicious
2: enough, which is why he tells them that he's on probation. Because he's just been so conspicuous yeah. already. He, one day,
1: I believe in him. One day he'll get it. He'll be the stealthiest person at Hogwarts.
2: If they ever let him finish his school. I don't believe in him. Why didn't they let Hagrid education? finish his <laughs> Hogwarts? That's the education. Real
1: question. <laughs> why? That is the real question. Um so in addition to having so new bruises, um, he's also on probation, which Ron says really loudly. Um, but it's also not surprising. Like we already knew that lesson didn't go well. Um and no. Umbridge is out to get him. Like there are a lot of different kind of factors and while he should be on probation, it's not for the reasons that he is on probation, so that's unfortunate. But yeah. I mean, you know, he's exactly. Yeah, he's and on not because he's because an Umbridge is teacher. a teacher. So. Yeah. So he's not really going to learn anything from this. He's not going to like get back. No!
0: So- Though he is an incompetent teacher, that's what I'm
2: saying. So he's a, he gets stage fright, which is really annoying because when he's like when he doesn't have an audience or when he's go- when things are going well, he's good. And then one thing goes wrong, and he completely he and Ron are very similar in that way. He also only has a th- yeah yeah. The, it's the way Ron mm-hmm. plays Quidditch is exactly so how he But also, class
0: he only has a third year magical education. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but he's good with creatures. Okay.
0: But I, I go back to the fact that when you become a teacher, they're not like, oh, what do you want to teach? English? Can you speak English? Yes. Can you write? <laughs> yes. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to learn to become a teacher. They needed... Listen, the previous guy who had the job was missing limbs. Oh, that's true. But so he, was he probably wasn't works. good with
0: animals, <laughs> with animals <laughs> but he might have been a good teacher. <laughs> he might not have been good with creatures. That's true. I don't know. There, 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 are pe- there are people who could do it. It's just a sweet spot there. And yeah, I believe yeah, right. that someone can meet it.
2: Grubbly Plank. Grubly plank.
1: <laughs> she hasn't lost a single limb. She's, like,
0: really good. She's fair, you know? Yeah. I love on her teacher evaluation form, she hasn't lost a single limb. <laughs> she's great. A plus, a. <laughs> top marks. Yes. Oh, man.
1: Okay. Oh, my God. Um. So the fact that Hagrid was now on probation became common knowledge within the school over the next few days. Um, but to Harry's indignation, hardly anybody appeared to be upset about it. I wonder why. Um, as for the freakish death of the, an obscure department of, department of Mysteries employee in St. Mungo's, Harry, Ron, and Hermione seemed to be the only people who knew or cared. And that's just like kind of the, this book kind of brings back the whole like Sorcerer's Stone Feel a little bit where, like, although at this this time, some of it, like, it is their business or it's Harry's business, at least. Um, But they're just like doing so much to find out what's going on when they really don't need to. And they're like, we know this thing and no one else knows, and it's so important. And it's like, dude, just do your homework, (laughs) chill out, please. Um. So yeah. Um.
0: And no one asked
1: you. you Entire
0: plot of. No one, it's Harry Potter and no one, and the, no one asked. Yeah. Which is the entire plot of the first
1: book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it comes up, you know, every once in a while. Um, but everyone is talking about the Ten Escape Death Eaters. Um, rumors are flying that some of the convicts have been spotted in Hogsmeade and that they were supposed to be hiding out in the Shrieking Shack and that they were going to break into Hogwarts, just as Sirius Black had done, which is like, it's a little too specific for them to do, I think. Like, I don't think the whole point of them kept breaking out is to come to Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, those who came from wizarding families had grown up hearing about hearing the names of the Death Eaters spoken. Those who came from wizarding families had grown up hearing the names of these Death Eaters spoken with almost as much fear as Voldemort. Um, the crimes they had committed during the days of Voldemort's reign of terror were legendary. There were relatives um, of their victims among the Hogwarts students who now found themselves unwilling objects of, grus- of a gruesome sort, of reflected fame as they walked the corridors. Um, So this includes Susan Bones, um, whose uncle, aunt, and cousins had all died at the hands of one of the ten. her uncle was a part of the order, I believe, the First Order. And she says that she now has a good idea of what it feels like to be Harry. I don't know how you stand it. It's horrible, she said bluntly. I appreciate her. Yeah. I do too. Yeah.
2: I like that yeah. phrase, a gruesome sort of reflection.
1: Kids are terrible. They don't, they don't think Same about that while, stuff. Like, really. oh, your family was killed. How did that feel for yeah. you?
2: And I think we, because we go through the books with Harry, we have such empathy for him and being famous because his parents were murdered and all of that. And like, you recognize that because we're always with him in his head and we're able to hold all of those thoughts together the way he does. Whereas to his peers, yeah, it is a lot of that like famous Harry Potter, like some glamorous <laughs> thing. And it's like, no, it's, it's sad, like it's it for always, not a great reason. Right. Like he would much rather. Right. Have it his always reminds behold. me of
0: that moment, that scene in the first book when um, the Weasleys realize that Harry Potter's on Hogwarts Express, and Molly's like, "You will not ask him about his family." Like, what are you thinking? Because you can see that, like, <clears throat> the difference in like maturity level of an adult being like, "It's not. He's not famous for a glamorous reason. He's not the youngest seeker in a century yet. He's just a yeah. like." This poor kid who was orphaned in a horrible way. And so this, I I don't know, there's like parallels, I guess, between um, Sorcerer Stone and Harry finding out about the truth around his parents' death and this that I really appreciate.
2: Mm Yeah.
1: Yeah. Harry was the subject of much renewed muttering and pointing in the corridors these days, yet he thought he detected a slight difference in the tone of the whisperers' voices. Um, they sounded curious rather than hostile, and once or twice he was sure he overheard snatches of conversation that suggested that the speakers were not satisfied with the Prophet's version of how and why ten Death Eaters had managed to break out of the Azkaban Fortress. Um, so it seems like people are kind of like starting to believe Harry and um, Dumbledore more just because the Prophet is terrible journalism and the ministry doesn't have any actual answers and are trying to act like they do
0: and then and 10 whole death yeah. eaters <laughs> um and then, like the thing that they all have in common death eaters like top voldemort supporters
1: yeah okay
0: yeah but, sure and
1: yeah but they're rallying against Serious Black, or around serious Black. And even if they were, like, if that was the case, and Sirius was all that they said that he was, like, you've got another Dark Lord on, like, rising to power. On the rise. Whether Voldemort's alive or not, like, clearly y'all have some stuff you need to figure out.
0: Right, it reminds me of the whole Grendelwald thing, which let's not get into, but, like, that idea that, like, Grindelwald happened, guys, and then you just, and then Voldemort just happened again like come on yeah. come on they're just they're not they're not gonna i don't know
1: they got well like, they can get like a good 20 years of peace in and then i think they're like you know what
0: and they're like we need a fascist to come on in here yeah and
1: <laughs> shake things up a shake bit shake things up um so the teachers um are now whispering in the corridors um in groups because they can't really talk about things going on in the staff room because of umbrage, um, And they can't talk to the students about it either because of educational decree number 26, um, which says that teachers are hereby banned from giving students any information that is not strictly related to the subjects they are paid to teach. Um, and so it, be- it initially became the joke of, for students, um, and Lee pointed out that Umbridge was, um, violating her new rule by telling Fred and George off for playing Exploding Snap in the back of her class, um, Exploding Snap's got nothing to do with Defense Against the Dark Arts, Professor, that's not information relating to your subject, um, and when Harry next saw Lee, the back of his hand was bleeding rather badly, so she's just, like, openly torturing children now, like, she doesn't, she doesn't just,
2: care, yeah. she doesn't have, like, scales either, I think she, yeah, I mean, I think she slightly reserves it for, like, a certain level of sass. But what I don't, one thing I don't like in the movie is when all of Dumbledore's army is, like, sitting in the cafeteria. (laughs) Or, cafeteria, listen to me. Sitting in the Great Hall. Yeah. Clearly going through this. I was like, that's not true. Because it is a very, it's very specific to Harry and Umbridge and that's important. Like, that's what makes things so personal in Deathly Hallows when he goes to her office at the ministry and all of that. Because that's, that's a weird thing where, like, Voldemort and Harry is the, like, epic you know, hero-villain thing, but Harry has a much more personal stake with Umbridge. Like, he spent every, saw her, like, almost every day he had for this a whole school year, and she tortured him time job of
0: being tortured. Without...
2: He was tortured for... Little, yeah, without any reason. Like, mm-hmm. she came in and she was just like, you are going to be my victim, and that, like, the scars on his hand are, are like, w- are with him forever in the way right, that his exactly. forehead scar is now, She's too. She's
0: the worst. Oh, oh my god, Proma, have you met Connie? Yeah. <laughs> Fillings
2: bench. <laughs> I haven't
0: met in person. I was like, no, why do you ask? <laughs> well, we're gonna make that happen.
1: You're I'm in the Twitter same brand. city.
0: You're in the same yeah. city. You can go sit on a fillings bench. bench in New York together somewhere. Go. F-
2: oh, heck yeah. Yeah, we're find friends, a bench so and
0: make all the make sad feelings up. happen there, away from me.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna like wait oh. a few minutes. Did oh, why do we do, do that? Wrong? Wrong. Okay okay so i'm turning the page harry for some reason thought
1: that the breakout of Ask a man would humble umbrage um but he soon learned that that was not the case nor would it ever be the case that's not how psychopathy works <laughs> like, <laughs> he he was hoping you know and and it didn't work out and so now he's you know mm-hmm. it's unfortunate um so now she seemed determined to at least um achieve a sacking before long and the only question was whether it would be professor Trelawney or haggard who went first um every single divination and care of magical creatures lesson was inspect was i guess overs- overseen by umbridge um which has to i mean maybe she has a time turner and she's not telling nobody because i just feel like how do you do this and also teach your own classes doesn't make very
0: much sense um she she makes time oh, for yeah. petty Like, there's like a whole thing about, you know, like, you make time for the things you care about. (laughs) She really cares about being terrible. She works really hard. High on her priority list. (laughs) She works really hard. She's like, I mean, excuse me, class. Make sure that you read chapter whatever, because that's all they do in her her class, right? They sit there and read the book. I'm going to step out here for a moment. My cats on plates are watching you if you step out of line. (laughs) I'm gonna go be terrible to another teacher. Ugh.
1: Um. So because of this, Professor Trelawney is basically having a nervous breakdown. Um. And is drinking and muttering to herself in the halls. And she's just she's having she's there's a problem. And and like Umbridge just she needs to chill. Like okay, just also just fire her already. Like you're just doing all you. She just she likes torture. Is what it is. That's what it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because she could really just she's be like, you know, us. I don't think this is
1: going to work out. <laughs> and it could have happened months ago. But instead, she's trying to break her down. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, And Harry, of course, is like, well, if I had to choose who I want to keep their job, it would be Hagrid. But also, Hagrid has two jobs. And so you could, like,
2: <laughs> he can still be the gameskeeper. <laughs> He'll still be there. Haggard would take it well. I guess Trelawney takes it pretty, pretty badly too. Trelawney is very much where, yeah, like the the position she actually takes when she get fired, gets fired is true to her personality of just being like, "How dare you? I'm wonderful, and you misunderstand, and you mm-hmm. underestimate me." Hiding deep insecurity, whereas Haggard just he, there's no mask. Like he would just just be that deflated and that dejected. And be like, yep, I'm a terrible teacher. Right. I guess I'm retiring and forever. And then everyone and would like, have to
1: cheer him up even though he's so a terrible teacher. It's okay. He'll figure it out. Um, so it seemed to Harry that Umbridge was steadily depriving him of everything that made his life at Hogwarts worth living. Um, visits to Hagrid's house, letters from Sirius, his firebolt, and Quidditch. He took his revenge in the only way he had, redoubling his efforts for the DA. Um, all of them even Zachariah Smith had been spurned or spurred to work harder than ever by the news that ten more Death Eaters were now on the loose. Um, but no one was this um, improvement more pronounced than in Neville. Um, after the news that his parents' attackers' escape had wrought a strange and even slightly alarming change in him, he had not once mentioned his meeting with Harry, Ron, and Hermione um, in St. Mungo's, and taking their lead from him, he had kept quiet. They had kept quiet too. Um and he didn't mention Bellatrix um and her fellow torturers es- escape, but he just worked harder. He didn't talk about it. He was just like I gotta get better. Um and um when Harry taught him the shield charm, the only person to master it before Neville was Hermione. So he's just
2: I also love the This the... is a, I think it's a huge shift for yeah. Neville this book Mm -hmm. and that specifically just yeah that's like when
1: he's like okay well i can't i'm scared anymore i just have to get it done do it
2: yeah he's like i don't Mm -hmm. have a choice they're out there and i need to be ready but the the um the
0: also the like what neville can accomplish with given an understanding and competent teacher (laughs) like or just someone that like is you know not degrading him every five seconds, basically. him and like,
2: like, yeah.
0: Feeling like he's in a safe space to fail and and try things, like he is amazing. Yep. Um, so Harry is not
1: improving in Occlumency because you know, as we said before, it's the worst idea ever. It's just. It's not going to work. Don't
2: give shit. <laughs>
1: um he has headaches all the time His, like it was just it was never gonna work and it's Dumbledore's fault like he yeah it it doesn't make sense
2: yeah Dumbledore's it's, behavior in this book yeah, is not um it's not
1: great Her
2: Hermione is lightly.
1: like trying to make Harry feel a little bit better saying that maybe it's like an illness um that it has to get worse before it gets better um and Harry says that it's Snape's lessons that are making it worse um which I think and then Ron gets into like maybe Snape isn't really trying to help Harry maybe he's actually trying to open Harry's mind a bit wider and make it easier for you know who um and Hermione shuts that down really quickly but also like I do like I think Snape probably is making it worse but not on purpose you know like I don't think it's because
2: yeah I think it's exactly what Hermione said about like it get gets worse before it gets better and Snape's occlumency is making it worse at first. I think that's the case. And once you're also
0: it's like one it's one of those things once you're um once you are like able to recognize those weaknesses then you know it's like the floodgates are open, right? Like once you see like that this is a thing, then you you spend a lot more time like before you know it's like out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. He doesn't he's not looking for it, so it's not affecting him in the same way now that he's looking for it and now that he's seeing like what it can really do it's affecting him right
1: um so i think i agree with that but then i also think like harry's a terrible i mean harry snape is not a good teacher and harry doesn't like and even if he was harry doesn't take direction from him well so and terry's probably like or definitely not practicing so I just feel like there are a lot of... <laughs> not, there's like not different factors <laughs> that go together that just make it a terrible idea and it's not going to work. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Hermione says that um Dumbledore trusts Snape and if we can't trust Dumbledore, we can't trust anyone, which is an unfortunate life that they live. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um... So with all of this going on, January goes by really quickly, um, and then all of a sudden it's Valentine's Day, and Harry's looking around like, "Where did the time go?"
2: Diana's <laughs> um, <laughs> laughing because I just yeah, did a like is excited. I don't want to do first. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's on the morning fine. of the fourteenth, ah. he dressed particularly carefully. He and Ron arrived at breakfast just in time for the arrival of the post. Um, Hedwig didn't come, but Hermione received a letter from an unfamiliar brown owl. And about time. If it hadn't come today, she said, um, tearing open the envelope and reading it. And then she turns to Harry and says, Listen, Harry, this is really important. Do you think you could meet me in in the three broomsticks around midday? Well, I don't know, said Harry. Cho might be expecting me to spend the whole day with her. We never said what we were going to do. We'll bring her along if you must, but will you come? And he hasn't planned anything, right? Yeah, he's, he hasn't made this plans. Is his first he hasn't really he is thought about it. Cho didn't say what we were gonna do. Harry doesn't to want, want. To our knowledge, they be, haven't Harry spoken since they kissed. I'm
2: convinced. Except now. maybe at the DA meetings.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. He does not know. What <laughs> yeah,
2: he thought he knew. He thought convinced. he wanted we'll her. Get, and oh, then we'll he get found get out after the kiss that the he didn't, tapestry. and now he doesn't
1: realize that he doesn't, and he thinks that he still should.
2: That's why men are—is they want what they can't have. Exactly, he liked her when she was dating someone else. Uh. Also, he's—I mean—to be fair, he's pretty fucked. True, up. he's more <laughs> fucked be up fair, now he's than he's been he has ever traumatized. Been. <laughs> he thinks he might have attacked <laughs> Mister Weasley right. while possessed by a dog. Pet.
0: To be fair, but mostly, but beyond all of that, <laughs> yeah. yes. that, that as well. It's not an excuse.
2: <laughs> yes, also that—that that is the basis. hes, he's starting at a loss.
1: <laughs> um. So. Harry says, well, all right, but why? I haven't got time to tell you now. I've got to answer this quickly. And then she leaves. Um, Harry asks Ron if he's going to Hogsmeade, but he can't because Angelina wants a full day of training. Like, it's going to help. We're the worst team I've ever seen. I don't know why Angelina won't just let me resign. Um, And Harry's like, because you're good. Stop complaining to me about it. I can't play, basically. He's nicer about it than I would have been, probably. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. This
0: is what I really mm-hmm. wish Boy By or By Felicia would have been a thing in nineteen ninety six, ninety eight. 98? I think it's 6 now because it's... Uh, 95. February. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so christmas Because yeah. it's January. Or um, February. Yeah, yeah. By Felicia definitely needed to have been a thing. Yeah. Because that's what Ron should have said to Harry. <laughs> um, sorry,
1: I'm distracted by the chat. And bad logic um so (laughs) Harry um goes to meet Cho his feet seemed too big for his body as he walked toward walked toward her and he was suddenly aware or suddenly horribly aware of his arms and how stupid they looked swinging at his sides hi said Cho hi they stared at each other for a moment and Harry said well uh should we go then oh yes so this is just really awkward from jump and just yeah
2: it's great I love the descriptions um in this and earlier even like when um before they kiss and stuff or when he asks her out to the Yule ball actually I think is one where it's like his insides were like fluttering or whatever and then they and then it says that um they seem to oh his insides like disappeared or something and then they <laughs> seem to they came back and they seem to have been filled with lead in their absence all of the descriptions with uh, with regards to Cho are so on point and then in book six we get into like the monster in his chest with Ginny and it's just it's just very <laughs> exciting to really about it. because he needs
0: therapy. He does. Like no one should feel these things fit strongly.
2: That's another thing I've been talking about this since LeakyCon. You probably Every, heard about, like, like, wizard therapy. That everyone was probably one
0: it. of the better um, panels that we did have at LeakyCon too. Is the um, Ministry of Social Services and why aren't they fired? Because
2: <laughs> whew, they all need it. They're all, they're messed, all up. messed up.
0: They're so traumatized.
1: Um. Oh. Okay. So yeah. So they leave. Um. Hogwarts, and Harry glimpses Ron and Ginny skimming over the stands, and felt a horrible pang that he was not up there with them while he's on a date with a girl that he's been in love with for two years. So right.
0: Allegedly, oh, I wish I was playing. Quiz. Allegedly. You no know one. Nothing tops your first love, and his first love is definitely quitted
1: True. He also does not
0: actually By love far. Cho.
2: <laughs> yeah I was like I was gonna say like first crush yeah. I don't know but yeah first like,
0: love is Quidditch. Quidditch and the Weasleys like, <laughs> that is that's undeniable sure
2: but I like the thread that that Cho picks up here is that then she she sees that which I don't know that like if you were walking with Ron and Hermione and looking over at the pitch nostalgically I don't think they would have picked up on that and she sees it and she immediately is like right. oh which is cute but I also
1: think like, like, she's
0: like, also is a Quidditch player
1: she's a Quidditch player he's a Quidditch player they have something in common yeah um and so, like, as they're talking about it, yeah. Harry um, starts to feel that it's, like, easy to talk to her and just as easy as talking to Ron or Hermione, which is nice until Pansy comes along because Pansy is, like, really cliche, just like the rest of her friends and needs to work on her insults. I
0: always uh, picture yeah. Pansy comes along and she says, oh my god, Cho, I love your skirt, and then turns down and says, it's the ugliest fucking skirt I've ever seen. Like, I just... Like, <laughs>
2: Where did you get it?
0: Nancy is Regina George. (laughs) With no redeeming qualities, though. Yeah,
2: oh my god. Yeah, she doesn't have, like, Regina George had, like, a mission and, like, this whole, like, struggle for power. Sorry, I'm also speaking super tangent, but I've now seen Mean Girls Musical twice, and what they do with Regina is really exciting. Like, she has this whole song of her own where she's just, like, like, her voice is, like, soaring through the auditorium, and she's talking about how she wants to watch the world burn, and it's, like, so exciting. No,
1: she's Pansy's not even that that, that level. Yeah, Pansy's um, just can like we I'm bully people in My class. sister will not leave me alone. What is that? Is that a hole? Is that wall? You just wanted to say. You is just she wanted so to
2: testing? wave at
1: me. hi, army so so oh. <laughs>
2: team! Oh, there you are. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there I am. I'm coming tomorrow.
2: You don't know me, but hi. You can't hear her. I'm coming,
0: because we (laughs) have to do this. She's
1: coming tomorrow. She didn't come today. Bye, I'll come tomorrow. Okay, you gotta go.
0: Goodbye. Please close the door. Love you. And
2: goodbye.
0: Text me later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's also been texting me all day, which has been very stressful. Yeah. She
1: focuses very hard. She's, like, double-checking her spelling. It's really great. It's cute. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, Pansy says, um, I don't think much of your case, at least Diggory, was good-looking.
2: Which, like, wh- why? Harry is good-looking. I will fight people over this. <laughs> I just know it.
0: <laughs> he cute, he cute. Do you know what's really funny is that I spent so much time crushing on Ron.
2: He's cute. And by book six, he's like the most i I spent guy. so much
0: time growing up cr- crushing on Ron and now it's like, well, Harry,
2: he's fine. And he's not an yeah. idiot. Harry book six is the most dateable he ever is. And just like the most dateable boy in school. Ron is in general. Ron's like. Ron has a glow up he's and he's like, tall. Like, Harry's the type of, like, Harry was, would be, like, the mysterious, tormented bad boy that I would, like, initially be attracted to, but Ron is the type of person I'd probably be happy <laughs> with. That's really bad.
0: Promise thought a lot about this. Ron's also
2: <laughs> so dumb. It's
1: lots of lots of thoughts. Who is the
0: most dateable of the trio?
1: Yeah. I think... I mean, yeah. Harry and... Harry in, in, well, yeah. Harry in book six, except for the fact that he's, like, obsessed with what Malfoy has to do. So, there's that as well. But
0: it's okay. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I sign on to like he's the brooding, mysterious. Yeah. That I would.
2: You do fall going in on. love with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, and also in a way that most teenage boys are that type out of, like, boredom and out of wanting to be something interesting. And, like, Harry's also, like, a genuinely, like, a right. traumatized human being. <laughs> like, he's kind of been rooting and mysterious because he doesn't want to talk about his baggage and he shouldn't have yeah. to. Like, he watched a, at that his period. And then in he's the going to watch his
0: godfather die. And I'm going to go lay down that was now you. because I've just made myself
2: no one, die. No one mentioned
0: it? That was me. I did it yeah. to myself. Yeah. I did it to myself. Okay. Yeah. But those are two things. Terrible things to happen back to back. Very true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's rough. He does Mm -hmm. not get a break until, well, ever, really. Once he gets a break from watching his friends die. (laughs) 19 years later,
0: that's when he gets a break, and all is well. (laughs)
2: Um, Okay, so
1: they get to Hogsmeade. Um, Harry asks where where she wants to go and she's like i don't really know can we just look at the shop so they are like didn't have a they didn't have any plans they were just like we're gonna walk around this town until something happens
2: which is a good idea for a date with someone who you've spent some time with who you're friends with and you can just like chat and walk around but i think these two it's need been like struggle. a month
1: and a half since he asked her out he, he had plenty of time
0: um right even then,
2: yeah. Also, you. I feel
0: like Harry should have been thinking about like what's the activity we can do where I talk the least because I'm not right. very good at it.
1: Or things to like, yeah. I, like I. Well, never mind. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they go toward Dervis and Bangs, <laughs> where they see um a giant poster with all of the Death Eaters' faces on it, um, and. There's, an, uh, there's a thousand galleon reward for any information um, relating to the convicts, which is quite a lot. Um, and then Cho says, it's funny, isn't it? Remember when Sirius Black escaped and there were dementors all over Hog- Hogsmeade looking for him and now ten Death Eaters are on the loose and there aren't dementors anywhere? Yeah, said Harry. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and so while he's like, exactly. I'm glad they're not here, he's also like that is a big deal. Um, just, yeah, I mean, just the difference in, like, how they're going, the ministry is going about it is, like, says a lot.
2: Yeah, which one thing that's really annoying in the movies is that they make all the fuss in Prisoner of Azkaban, and then Goblet of Fire is so poorly written (laughs) that at the end they say, they have Barty Crouch Jr., and they say, and Dumbledore says, send a letter to Azkaban, I think they'll find the missing a prisoner. Like, they've just (laughs) misplaced one. And the first time someone ever broke out, they just made kidding. such a fuss. And you think they're just going to be like, oh, oops, that's where he was. Like, <laughs> oops.
1: Just, I was just wondering more like about that okay. one. Um, that yeah. Um, so, so Cho asks if Harry wants coffee. Um, and Harry's like, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. The, a classic, do you want to go get coffee? I always want to go get coffee, classic though. Kate, I feel like that's fine. a great... Right. i always say yes because i'm like yeah. i'm gonna get tea so tea oh, what a or hipster or whatever <laughs> is
0: that what that is it's not at all what that is but You <laughs> can't
1: imperialism i love tea um okay so they go into madam Puttyfoot's, um which harry had never a small tea shop that harry had never noticed before um it was a cramped steamy little place where everything seemed to have been decorated with frills or bows. Um cute, isn't it, said Cho. Uh yeah, said Harry untruthfully. Look, she's decorated it for Valentine's Day. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It does sound really awful. <laughs> like yeah, she's done it like my she nightmare. Did a lot. There are a number of, a number of golden cherubs that hover over each small circular table, occasionally throwing pink confetti over the occupants, which like it's going to get everywhere. You're going to get to back to Hogwarts, and you're just going to have, like, confetti trailing. Yeah, guess in your tea. Yeah, and it gets in your tea. That's the problem. Um, so they sit down at the last remaining table, which was situated in the steamy window. Roger Davies, the Ravenclaw Quidditch captain, was sitting about a foot away from a pretty blonde girl. They were holding hands. The sight made Harry feel uncomfortable, particularly when looking around the tea shop. He saw that it was full of nothing but couples, all of them holding hands. Perhaps Cho would expect him to hold her hand. Which like you are on a date, you kissed. You're on a date with her. kissed. like the whole kind of like expectation, and you so you're just thinking of this everything. now. But the expectation is that that's a thing that you would want to do.
0: I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's one of the, it's weird how it's written. Not like oh, I wonder if I should hold Cho's hand or if. She'd be okay with that, but like, oh God, is she expecting yeah. me to hold her hand? Like, <laughs> you... oh, like, like it's some burden. Yeah, that's like so what I'm expecting.
2: It's weird because it's such a, I like it's a thought that I can see pertaining to like a young millennial now dating like that's such a now thing that they've only been like alone together and he's fine with that and suddenly he's like oh we have an audience and like we're in public and i don't know how to handle this like it's too official i mean
0: and i get that right but i i just feel like the inner monologue there is like oh god am i a jerk if i don't hold her hand i'm just not really into pda or whatever but like it's like his inner monologue is like, "Oh God, Cho wants so much for me." <laughs> like,
1: like, he what? really thinks that. Like Wait, he, he does not want to be with her. What? He really doesn't. In his head, he's not
2: figured like out that
0: that's like the Cho problem. Is... <laughs> yeah.
2: He. It's. I think it's one in a weird way. Like having a crush on Cho is something that anchors Harry to year four because so much changed at the end of year four, and his whole world is very much. I don't even want to say turned upside down. That sounds cliche. Like his whole world kind of implodes at the end of year four with Cedric, with the maze, with Voldemort coming back. And in some weird way, coming back to school, he's just like falls into his regular pattern. And part of that is like seeing Cho and having those feelings for her is this thing that has carried over from that time. And it gives him a weird stability between two very mm-hmm. difficult years. Very yeah. difficult and very different. I mean that, yeah, that makes sense.
1: And Yeah. Cause I, I think,
2: is what I'm here it's for, bad I'm and saying, like but, yeah I mean I do get that sense that like to he's within an inch in whole, like he
1: just hasn't figured out yet that she's no longer what he wants like he's just like I've liked her for so long and so this is like at this point I should want to do this um yeah I just wish she had figured it out before wasting her time um what can I get you my dear said Madam puttyfoot Ooh, a word um two coffees says Cho. And in the time that it took for their coffees to arrive, Roger Davies and his girlfriend started kissing over the sugar bowl. Harry wished they wouldn't. He felt that Davies was setting a standard with which Cho would soon expect him to compete. <laughs>
2: like! This is a great time for me to plug my favorite oh, yes. Harry and the Potter stuff. Yes! It is- I have played on the. <laughs> I've played on that's this all. podcast it's before. Great. Um, I think they may have retired it temporarily because this summer at LeakyCon I played it for Katie Ling. I was like, have you heard this Harry the Potter song about Cho Chang? She's like, no, I haven't. And then I spent four <laughs> minutes of our interview just playing the song for her. Like watching her That's face. That's awesome.
0: Cho Chang, what have I
2: done?
0: Sorry, I can't think. I won't do it. I won't do it to you.
2: <laughs> Why do you have to bring up Roger
0: <laughs> Paisley? Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: so after a few painful mo- minutes, so they're just like, it's all really awkward. They don't know what to do. There's really no compatibility here. <laughs> it's just not working out. Um, so Chow umbrage, and Harry seized on the subject with relief, and they passed a few happy moments abusing her, um, but that didn't last long because they do that at the DA all the time. Um, and then silence fell again, and Harry was very conscious of the slurping noises coming from the table next door and cast wildly around for something to say. Uh, listen, do you want to come with me to the three broomsticks at lunchtime? I'm meeting Hermione Granger there. Which is a, just terrible.
2: It's a terrible ah! intro. It's so bad. And I understand that he doesn't know any better. Like, mm-hmm. he's not thinking about it in the way that Hermione will shortly explain it to him. But It's like, really bad. Oh my god, it's um, excruciating to read it back. It's so like he's just so he's like oh yeah so she asked me to so i thought i would like Like, you could
1: so um and she's like you're meeting hermione granger today yeah well she asked me to and i thought i would do you want to come with me she said it wouldn't matter if you did oh well that was nice of her it wouldn't matter (laughs) if you did you're on a date take it or leave it he's
2: out here like i mean you know
1: but it's fine if you don't if
0: you don't, he
2: hasn't even like. I'm trying to find anywhere to cut him slack. I'm like, I guess you haven't right. even like watched a rom com growing up with the Durzis. Uh So, um, I mean, I just
0: so I mean. Portia asked in the chat, didn't Ron give him a dating book one year? Which,
2: yeah, that's um, that's at the beginning of the yeah. Hallows. So,
0: later.
2: no, because Ron at this point has not read any books on dating. By either. book Ron seven, is, though, he's is, got yes. some games. Um, yeah, I mean, he does.
0: He's like, I got all the games. <laughs> um but yeah my god um he needed something
1: yeah so cho is upset which is you know makes sense um and then ranted harry is drinking ranted his set. coffee so fast he would soon need a fresh cup next door roger davies and his girlfriend seem glued together by the lips so it just feels like a like an update <laughs> like we're getting all these updates on roger davies because harry is
2: like <laughs> yeah I love it. I love the Roger Davies saga he from has, the Uelball till now. Roger Maybe Harry should go talk all. to him.
0: Tomorrow. I mean, time, I listen. But... I just feel like Harry's hating on Roger for something that comes naturally sure. to him. Like Roger's not hating on you for your like innate yeah, ability like, on the Quidditch pitch. You know what it. I mean? Well, like, I mean, he's the Quidditch some people captain, so I think
1: he's
2: can... <laughs> chilling. But yeah, he's also good there. Listen, I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> Because if you wanted to go out with Roger (laughs) Davies, how come you're here with me? I can't. I can't Um, stop it. I'm sorry.
1: So Cho's hand was Uh lying on the table beside her coffee, and Harry was feeling the mounting pressure to take a hold of it. Just do it, he told himself. As a fountain of mingled panic and excitement surged up inside his chest. Just reach out and grab it. It's like, dude, like you're putting way more pressure on yourself than you would if you actually liked
2: her it's so um it's a so funny have either of you seen the movie little manhattan mm-hmm. no it's like a cutesy little indie movie from like 2006 i'm obsessed with it i saw it on a plane once and just like <laughs> i literally like went home and bought a dvd and i watch it all the time now it's one of my favorites um it stars a young josh oh, hutcherson wow. he's like maybe 11 years old oh i mean, i'm in, this, I'm like, in already <laughs> Yeah, he's just, like, this kid in New York on the Upper West Side experiencing his first crush. And that's the thing. So he's he's known this girl in school, and then he starts liking her over, like, a couple weeks one summer. And then they go to, like, dinner with her parents one night. And he's has the same exact, like, inner <laughs> monologue that Harry's dealing with, where he's like, Okay, like, her hand's right there. It's just there. Just do it. Just reach out and grab it. Like, just do it. And it's it's very on point, and it's very sweetly done in the movie. And it's relatable. Okay, but when oh, you're hey. explaining
0: that, I'm hearing little tiny Josh Hutcherson being like, "I want to hold her hand. How do I do this?" I'm hearing <laughs> Harry Potter being like, "Why does she want me to hold her <laughs> hand? And how am I supposed to do that?" Like, this so like he's, he's so mad at her for something she didn't no. ask for. No, <laughs> like, and if she wanted to hold your hand, she could have. She could have done it. Like. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just funny. It's, I don't know. He
1: doesn't um, like her. So basically. just as he moves his hand forward, she takes hers off the table.
2: <laughs> In right. more ways than um, one.
1: And is now watching Roger Davies kiss his girlfriend with a mildly interested expression. <laughs> Maybe she's really good at legilimency and we don't know. Faith. I feel like that's what's happening. <laughs>
2: Imagine being, right. being
1: Cause, in writing Right. Because Harry's like, mind is wide open, you know. Probably. He hasn't been practicing his <laughs> occlumency. And so Joe's like, oh,
0: okay. Okay, so the chat is going crazy with, like, all of the people that Harry could have asked for advice. Um, and so they're talking about, you know, why not ask um, Hermione. Uh, she could have schooled you. Um, or maybe write to Crumb. Because, you know, Crumb has game and, you know, he's also shy or whatever. Um Elle points out very heartbreakingly that this would have been a good opportunity for Harry to use the gift Sirius gave him. Even though we've already told you guys, Sirius has no game because he's been for in prison thirteen years forever. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to flirt with girls either. Um, also, you know, he could have called Remus J. Loop, like he could have called Remus and asked for some advice. McGonagall could have put him up on some games. We're just pulling people out. The just like for dating
2: advice, but McGonag- I now. would pay for that. Maybe it'd be so
0: great. Of harry asking McGonagall for dating advice cuz we yeah. would like to read it. Please. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a Patreon?
2: Yes. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> um Okay, so Cho says about Roger Davies. Um <sighs> he asked me out, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Roger. I turned him down though. Harry, who had grabbed the sugar bowl as an excuse um, to excuse his sudden lunging movement across the table, could not think why she was telling him this. If she wished she were sitting at the table next door, being heartily kissed by Roger Davies, why had she agreed to come out with him? Uh, he doesn't want to be because she's trying to make him jealous, and he's like, okay, well then, why didn't you just go? With him? Like you're wasting my time. I could be <laughs> doing.
2: She's also he's has nothing. nothing to talk about, so she's like, "Well, do you know fun fact? I kissed right. a girl over there." <laughs> At the very like, least, getting I'm being kissed,
1: right kissed.
0: Like, <laughs> or maybe she's what she's saying is, "Hey, I could have been being kissed by Roger Davies. Maybe I could be being kissed but by I you right chose now."
2: You, yeah. Come but on, to be not kissed by you—that's nice. And
0: That's compared nice. to Hermione Gra- or left for Hermione Granger on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um,
1: so Harry said nothing, and then Cho says, "I came in here with Cedric last year. Um, he could not believe she wanted to talk about Cedric now, while kissing couples surrounded him, um, surrounded them, and a cherub floated over their heads. Um, I've been meaning to ask you for ages. Did Cedric, did he mention me at all before he died? Um, this was the very last subject on earth that Harry wanted to, to discuss, um, and least of all with Cho. Well, no." There, there wasn't a lot of time for him to say anything. Uh, so, do you, do you get to see a lot of Quidditch in the holidays? You support the Tornadoes, right? Which is
0: great transition. It's I so think so bad. It's one of All the right. better transitions I've ever seen. This is just also promo This is a podcast, so people cannot see the anguish <laughs> on your face.
2: <laughs> I know. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing, is this is all I need to <laughs> Okay. Um so Cedric mentioned me all before he died. So I it kinda gets into this in the next like page or so as they have this quick back and forth, so maybe we'll go through it really quick. Like Harry tries to backpedal and then and switch gears and then he says, like, let's not talk about Cedric because he sees mm-hmm. that she was crying. And then, sorry, no, Baron, I'm, like, taking good. over and flipping the page. But, you're good. Um, where she says, like, I thought you'd understand. I need to talk about it. Surely you need to talk about it, too. I mean, you saw it happen, didn't you? And Harry says, I have talked about it to Ron and Hermione, which then gets Cho upset again about Hermione. So this small, this is, all of this goes down in about a page total. And it's so much and Hermione kind of unpacks it not even she starts to when Harry goes to meet her but there's so much going on here that I didn't read into until later until last year when I was weirdly going through almost exactly what Cho is myself which is that that in itself was like ridiculous to be like I can't believe this is happening I can't believe that I read about this happening to Cho Chang and now it's <laughs> happening to me um so I guess the background for you guys that I could have probably talked through this without but I I wanted to do like full disclosure for the pod so last year um, a friend of mine passed away who was like also my ex kind of and like we didn't date very long or very seriously probably very much in the way that Cho and Cedric did as high schoolers who knows even less I don't know their whole story um, and then it's just like if you loss is very Messed up for everyone. Like, Harry lost someone who... He wasn't necessarily close friends with Cedric at any point. But this is someone who was in his life very prominently for a period of time. Messes Harry up. Cho was closer to him. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, Cho was closer to Cedric for longer. And they, like, went through a lot. Like, we don't know, right? We don't know the extent of that relationship. They didn't just go to the Yule Ball. Cho was, like, the thing in the lake, you know, for Cedric. She meant a lot to him. And they probably talked a lot, talked every day, shared a lot of things, you know, like, dumb stuff like you do with someone, like music or what, you know, bands you like, things you hate, silly jokes. Then none Harry didn't do any of that. And he was still so affected by Cedric's death. But they're also in high school. So Cho, I don't know that she met with Cedric's parents when he died, which is something that really that I think about a lot where like, they came to Harry, they sought him out because they knew that he was the other champion and that he was there when Cedric died. They may not even have known about Cho. Mm. Like, think about that. For You know, forget even have met her. Like, maybe they met her for the third task. I don't know. But they may not have known. And then the thing is, the night of the third task, this is maybe hours after they theoretically could have met her, Cedric died. And that drove everything out of their minds. And they're just trying to, like, deal with that. So in a weird way, and then moving forward, it becomes about Voldemort coming back. And Harry is dealing with this with... Dumbledore and stuff at school with Ron and Hermione outside every time he needs to talk about it. He doesn't even get to talk about it that much with Ron and Hermione, and they don't know because they weren't there. So, in a weird way, Cho gets like written out Mm -hmm. of her own grief, which is just so messed up. And she's like, she's 16. She does not have the tools to cope with this any more than Harry does. And she's been on her own. Like, she's talking to, what, like, Marietta Edgecombe right. about this? She needs Marietta a therapist, and they all don't need the
1: therapy. It. But, like,
2: they all need They it. all need therapists, and she wants to talk to Harry because he experienced this mm-hmm. in a very traumatic way, like she would have. And he's done. Like, the fact that he's just like, no, I've done my healing right. with other people. Which is not like, even
1: true. And, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get, I get him not wanting to talk to her about it. Um, because it, like, you know, he feels more comfortable talking to Ron and Hermione because they're his
0: best friends, and, you know.
2: Yeah, and, that's, and everyone grieves in their own way, but he doesn't, the fact that he is he does like also, to-
0: he's not talking about it with right. anyone. He doesn't yeah, want to talk really. about he's it. That's himself. the but he, he doesn't the think truth.
2: for a second, he doesn't pause to think why Right, and the other thing, too, to
1: is, like, he doesn't think about that, but then he's going through the grief on his own, but then when she's grieving, he's like, why is she crying? Why is she, like, doing all this? And yeah. it's like, dude, you feel the same way. Like you're, he's not making that connection. At all. And when
2: Hermione explains, like after the kiss, when Hermione explains everything Cho is going through, that's all one hundred. And he still true. is like, I still and don't understand. That, that Imagine feeling like, like that.
1: And immediately after that, he's like, wow, yeah. I still don't get women. They're such a mystery. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, he turns it into that. He turns it into like girls are silly, and I'm like, no, you're both yeah. really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Just um, in the
0: chat room, Portia says, um, Cho can understand the need to process feelings. Harry can't even process how he feels about love, let alone death and grief, which, right. you know, Portia's just really taken up this feelings bench and she's just feeling real comfortable here. Um, but like the need to find an outlet and walk through these emotions, she brings up again, Cho must have a therapist. I wonder what her parents do. Maybe her parents <laughs> are wizarding <laughs> therapists. Um. And then, yeah, and then Elle... don't exist. Yeah, and Elle points out that um, Harry internalizes it so much that it's ridiculous. It's so unhealthy, but it's all that he knows. Which goes back to, like, the Dursleys and don't ask questions and, you know, be in your room pretending you don't exist. Like, the whole thing of just, like...
2: Through the loss of his parents, which has been with mm -hmm. him his entire life. Right. Like, that's... So... That's wild. That's why, yeah, it's so... So in what in some ways like I what I would like for him ideally is to be able to use that to empathize with Cho and be like, Oh, you need to talk about it. I need to talk about these things. We've both been through some stuff. But because he does not have the the knowledge that you can talk about your trauma, he buries it and he kinda shames her out of her own and runs away. <laughs> well, she runs away. He yeah,
1: away. because um Yeah.
0: She's mad about Hermione. Which is also just, like, so realistic, right? Like, the idea that um, I was reading someone's Twitter account and they were talking about how they grew up um, and being taught, like, you know, men don't cry, men don't cry, men don't cry. And so even now, like, they suppress the need to cry. and, um, And recognize that that is, like, not true and, like, just this, you know, toxic thing that... Was beat into them from, like, you know, and has, like, intellectually, like, come reckon with the fact that that is just a ridiculous statement that men don't cry, but still to this day cannot allow themselves to cry. And so it's just like, it's so real. Like, but also it's just like, ah, oh, I just want to hold him and be like, you ever put yeah. your head on big oh. bosoms? Like, he just needs to go.
2: Yeah, when Molly comes him with the other of fire and he just, down. like, lets out that sob. Uh. My, boy, my poor boy, but also my girl. What I you know. done to my girl? They just all need. <laughs> you turned her into the human husband.
1: adults, they need like, so much. just need yeah. people to talk to <laughs> and like.
2: Yeah, no, I think about it a lot. I think about sometimes, like, there's some point last year when I was like, I wonder if like Harry ever talked to Cho like post-battle of Hogwarts, and I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. I hope so, how you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I At least to apologize.
0: Can you also write that fanfic? Cause, yeah, listen, what? that would be very cathartic I'm for me sending, me personally. Wait, what's the Patreon that I need to sign up to to get all of these fanfics in my inbox? Let's. I'll just put go it on there. the wizard team. One, that's um, fine. Ooh, guys, I um, was <laughs> giving out fanfic. <laughs> um, yes, I just think that it's one of those things where there's all of these like, I wish,es I wish this would have happened. I wish this would have happened, but, um what does happen, as tragic and as dumb as Harry is in it, is like so true to form and it is just very sad that yeah. like that in in his like need to not talk about these things and sweet, and like and keep them in denial, he re traumatizes mm-hmm. Cho. You know, he yeah. he hurts her again.
2: Because it become, like, I imagine moving forward that, like, obviously they aren't friends moving forward and they don't date. Um, but it's not just a case of, like, oh, he was a dick to me at Madame Putty Food. She's like, no, I really tried, like, I needed this person to open up to and he wasn't, he couldn't be there for me. So, and, like, and now I'm just stuck here with all these right. feelings. And, I
1: mean, there is something to be said about her expecting him to be that person, And just, like, assuming that he would be that person, that he would want to be that person. And I think it's, like, on both sides, them Mm -hmm. not understanding why the other doesn't grieve the same way they do.
2: Yeah. And, no, it's a lot of pressure on him and, like, having... Because also, again, because he was there when it happened. I just think she has no one, like, Mm -hmm. at all to talk to, to understand even any... The other thing is that Harry is friends with people who have... Or in his life are people who have been through a lot, who have fought Voldemort or who have seen, you know desperate things like this he has that's what Sirius provides as well or like people like Ron and Hermione who have been through him with all the his previous traumas and Cho is you know living pretty much a normal teen right. life until this happens so it's there's no reference point point. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
2: and Portia points out in the uh, chat
0: room that uh, the question is Cho mad about Hermione or the fact that Harry won't open up to her despite seeming to return her feelings and um Amani responds, she doesn't trust that Hermione is always with him in the first place and then he compounds it um by emotionally blocking Cho out in favor of Hermione. So saying, Oh, I do talk about these things, I just yeah. talk about them with Hermione mm-hmm. and not you which is Yeah, hundred um, percent that's the answer. Which is like to Cho it's like, Okay, but she doesn't know that. Right. like she doesn't go here. <laughs> she doesn't go to yeah. Greece. I, the other thing, well with yeah, us. another
2: thing is like a lot of people don't understand like close male female friendships when like between heterosexual people, and so we don't know that Cho has a close male friend like that. Um, and this is after like, Goblet of Fire. All that all those rumors mm-hmm. were published in the Daily Prophet right. about them. So that's none of it's it's just a recipe yeah. for disaster.
1: Um, so yeah. Cho asks Harry, "How many are you meeting after Hermione?" And then Harry says it's not like that, and then he laughs Very because nice. he's relieved that he understands what she's upset about. But the, he laughs out loud in her face, and so it's <laughs> which is so
2: dumb. <laughs> don't. In that moment, yeah, it could have been saved if he'd said something quicker. Yeah. But chose done, like she's decided to. Like, she's done with this. It's, it's not, it's not, like, if he had been like, no, no, Hermione's just my friend, Cho's already upset. Like, she's been hurt in other multiple ways. She's not just gonna be like, oh, it's right. fine, let's but do it. But
0: instead he just laughs straight in her right. face. Right. But also the, he laughs in her face, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, it is the most hairy, like, clueless thing. He's
1: like, oh, I get that now. He's like, <laughs> cap, he's like Captain America in The Ambiguous. I get I, it. I and right then right
2: how is, what is he? He's like, hey. Right. I'm caught up. <laughs> it took him so long to get it and then oh my god
0: i have been locked all day but i am i am on i I picked up what you were laying down there
1: (laughs) i'm gonna laugh um Uh, so she springs to her feet i'm gonna the whole tea room was quiet and everyone was watching them now i'll see you around harry she said dramatically and hiccuping slightly she dashed to the door wrenched it open and hurried off into the pouring rain um
2: love yeah, that love the dramatic like, exit you know
1: what at the
2: very most at the very least it's extra yeah. but she earned it they'll be talking about this later yeah. um i'm gonna i'm gonna exit along with my girl cho chang okay at this point. cool um <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much
0: for um yeah let us know who you're do you have an mvp yeah. and a benched
2: yeah my mvp is oh man it's hermione probably it's usually hermione um for pointing out a lot of obvious stuff in this chapter, or like in most of this book, for unpacking Cho's emotion as much as someone can, at
0: mm-hmm. that point,
2: she tries to do a lot, but Harry is not equipped to meet her halfway. <laughs> and yes, Harry's getting benched. Yeah,
0: yeah, makes, makes a sense. Lot of sense.
2: I know. <laughs> All he's right, been thank do you so much, too, from, Being uh, harsh on him. I but mean,
0: yeah, he's he's. But he's been. I mean, sometimes you got to bench him.
2: Important.
0: It just yeah. Yeah. it happens. It's fine.
2: Benjamin Prince, i Benjamin half Prince. I agree. He's very, he's very, with <laughs> so much to deal with. Uh.
0: He is good looking.
2: All right. Thank you so much for um, coming on and dropping your Cho Chang fillings. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for letting me use this as wizard therapy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we all need Anytime. what we're here
0: for. And we will be looking out for that fanfic.
2: <laughs> yes. What did I say? I was gonna do uh Harry and McGonagall dating advice and Harry- oh Harry yes. replies- apologizing to Cho years later. I'm writing it down. Oh. Now it's official. Yes. Oh, I just wrote Harry McGonagall dating. Oh. And I don't like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One more word. Yeah. <laughs> One more
2: word. Cool. Okay.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so she leaves. Um and Harry runs after her. Um, and then, but, you know, can't find her because it's raining and she's quick. Um, and so she, he,
0: And he didn't didn't. really want to find her. He says,
1: women. Let's, let's. Yeah. And then he goes, women. What does she want to talk about (laughs) subject for anyway? Why does she want to drag up a subject that makes her act like a human hose pipe?
0: Um, because she's sad, but okay. And then he started a band and wrote a great song.
1: Or someone started a band and wrote a great song. He doesn't have the time. Harry did. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, so he goes into the three broomsticks. Um, he's too early to meet Hermione, so he just kind of looks around to see if there's anyone else that he can hang out with. And he sees Hagrid, who is looking morose in a corner. And, and Harry goes, Hi, Hagrid. And he says, Oh, it's you, Harry. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, are you okay? Me, said Haggard. Oh yeah, I'm grand, Harry. Grand. Which, no one uses the word grand to describe themselves
0: and means it. It's never the case. If they say they're grand, then they're (laughs) They're decidedly not not.
1: grand. Um, in the same boat, you and me, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I've said it before. By the way, Haggard's a junk. That's, you know, context. Um, I've said it before. Both outsiders, like... (laughs) And both orphans. Yeah, both orphans. Makes a difference, having a decent family. My dad was decent, and your mom and dad were decent. If they'd lived, life would have been different, eh? Yeah, I suppose, said Harry. Family, said Hagrid. Whatever you say, blood's important. So he's hes just... I think he's a little salty about like, with him all the time. So I think he's trying to
0: convince himself. <laughs> just beating him he's down. like,
1: family's important, man. Hagrid said Harry where are you getting all these injuries huh what injuries all those uh oh that's just normal bumps and bruises Harry just all, <laughs> all of them all on your face um all that's of just normal it. bumps and bruises I got a rough job um so then he makes a speedy getaway <laughs> Hagrid we have known you for five years he's like that's just normal bumps and bruises gotta go that's gotta last. <laughs> and then he She's just leaves. Out. Um so then Harry is watching him go, like, why is why what's happening with him? But then Hermione calls him over and she is sitting with Luna Lovegood and Rita Skeeter. Gasp. Woohoo. You're early, said Hermione. I thought you were mm. with Cho. I wasn't expecting you for at least another hour. Cho said Rita. A girl? It's like, girl, can you
0: just take a moment she can't he is a child um you are literally writing a burn book like you're a grown woman writing a high school burn book look at your life look at Mm -hmm. your choices it's none of your business if harry's been with
1: a hundred girls said hermione so you can put that away right now and then she was like she like snatched your face like
0: the boop, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, she did one of those quick next, not the, not the slow What's next the snap one? the Quick next yep. snap, The. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to? Harry
1: asked, sitting down and staring from Rita to Luna to Hermione. Little Miss Perfect was just about to tell me when you arrived. Um, which is because she couldn't write it in a letter because then Umbridge would have read it and uh, would have shut it down real quick. So Um, I suppose I am allowed to talk to him, am I? She shot shot at Hermione. Yes, I suppose you are, said Hermione. And then Rita takes a gulp of her drink and then says out of the corner of her mouth, Pretty girl, is she Harry? One more word about Harry's love life and the deal's off, and that's a promise. What deal, said Rita? You haven't mentioned a deal yet, Miss Prissy. You just told me to turn up. Oh, one of these days. Yes, yes, one of these days you'll write more horrible stories about Harry and me. (laughs) Find someone who cares, why don't you? She's like i just feel like you can't you can't like that be excited happened. to write to like ruin the lives the lives of teenagers like that shouldn't be the thing that gets you up in the morning
0: right she lives it a shouldn't sad, but... sad
1: life and rita points out that they've run plenty of horrible stories about harry this year without her help although she started it so that's revisionist history how has that made you feel harry betrayed distraught misunderstood he feels angry, of course, said Hermione, but he told the minister of magic the truth and the minister's too much of an idiot to believe him. So you actually stick to it, do you, that Hugh must not be named as back? You stand by all this garbage Dumbledore's been telling everyone about you-know-who returning and you being the sole witness? I wasn't the sole witness, said Harry. There are a dozen odd Death Eaters there as well. Want their names? I'd love them, breathed Rita. A great, bold headline. Potter accuses. A subheading. Harry Potter names Death Eaters still among us. And then a nice big photograph of you, disturbed teenage survivor of you-know-who's attack, Harry Potter, 15, caused outrage yesterday by accusing respectable and prominent members of the wizarding community of being death eaters. The quick quotes quill was actually in her hand and halfway to her mouth when the rapturous expression died out of her face. So she's just like... That's all she wanted. That's all I need. I'm ready to go. And then it's like... I'm like reading her thing because that's... It would be disturbed teenage survivor of Harry, po- uh, or basically Harry Potter caused outrage yesterday, writes Rita Skeeter. <laughs> like, that's got to be in there somewhere. Right. Um.
0: Yeah, she, I... She, he said, he said... He caused outrage talking to three people. A dozen Teen odd food. Death Eaters out there as well want their names. That is a one, two, three, four, five, six, those the thirteen words he he just said, and she wrote a whole she wrote ass. A, she wrote
1: a article. headline with a sub headline, a headline, and then sub headline, a and then she was on some like. <laughs> yeah, she's she's excited. They, Ready to she, go? She said that Harry caused outrage yesterday in front of four people or three people, two of which already believe him. So I don't know where the outrage is coming from. Must be her. She's yeah. <laughs> Must be. Um. But of course, she said, Little Miss Perfect wouldn't want that story out there, would she? As a matter of fact, that's exactly what Little Miss Perfect does want. Rita stared at her, so did
0: Harry. I a love that Hermione is like, I like that nickname, taking it.
1: (laughs) Repurpose, reclaim. I am little,
0: I am perfect.
1: Yep. Um, works. So Rita stared at her and so did Harry. Luna, on the other hand, sang Weasley is our king, is our king dreamily under her breath, and stirred her drink with a <laughs> cocktail onion on a stick. She doesn't care. She's, or she cares, but she's like, I like the
0: song. I'm not surprised.
1: It's catchy. Yeah. Tell me something I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm hoping that she changed some of the lyrics to the pro Weasley True. is our king song.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping. Um, you want me to report what he says about he must not be named? Yes, I do. The true story, all the facts, exactly as Harry reports them. He'll give you all the details. He'll tell you the names of the undiscovered Death Eaters he saw there. He'll tell you what Voldemort looks like now. Oh, get a grip on yourself, she said contemptuously, throwing a napkin across the table. For at the sound of Voldemort's name, <laughs> Rita had jumped so badly that she had slopped half her glass of fire whiskey down herself. Hermione holds so much contempt for this woman, and it is beautiful. She just threw that napkin, so like, take that.
0: She was like, ugh, you we don't have time me. for this.
1: <laughs> so uh, Rita says, the prophet wouldn't print it. In case you haven't noticed, no one believes his cock and bull story. Everyone thinks he's delusional. Now, if you let me write the story from that angle, we don't need another story about how Harry's lost his marbles, said Hermione angrily. We have plenty of those already, thank you. I want them. I want him given the opportunity to tell the truth. There's no market for a story like that, said Rita. You mean the Prophet won't print it because Fudge won't let them? All right, Fudge is leaning on the Prophet, but it comes to the same thing. They won't print a story that shows Harry in a good light. Nobody wants to read it. It's against the public mood that they created. Um, the, this last Azkaban breakout yeah. has got people quite worried enough. People just don't want to believe you know who's back. So the Daily Prophet exists to tell people what they want to hear, does it? The Prophet exists to sell itself, you
0: silly girl, she said coldly. Um, so it goes... Which is like literally the most realistic mm-hmm. thing. And I always get into this fight whenever anyone comes out and it's like the, the liberal media or, you know, I'm like, the media is there to get you to keep watching it <laughs> like or reading it. Like it is a business, which is why mm-hmm. it might be failing. True as well, but um, because it's set up to be a business, it's set up to make money and so I appreciate while I do not appreciate anything about Rita and her quote unquote journalistic integrity does not exist I do appreciate her setting like setting straight Hermione in this like in her idealism about like what the prophet is doing, which is yeah they're being leaned on by the minister but that's also something that like people in power can do all the time because they need to have those relationships with like the minister to get the stories that they need to get to get people to read them it's not as nefarious as people want or it's nefarious but it's not as like ideological as people Mm -hmm. want to believe yeah and i mean and i maybe i know that because of this book
1: true wow um And, you know, it's like what we were talking about (laughs) earlier with Proma, about, like, just how the Daily Prophet's journalism is awful and because they're there to sell and to, like, first they create the public mood and then they want to sustain that mood, um, their journalism skills are lacking and so they don't have all the answers they should have and they don't really look for those answers because it doesn't fit with what they um, want to
0: report. And also, like, they would they wouldn't Publish something that goes against everything that they've been setting up. Like you said, like they set the public mood and then they sustain it. Why would they publish something that then just like tears down all of the sentiment mm-hmm. that they've been bubbling exactly. up for the past year? It's like against their own right. self-interest. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. So my dad thinks it's an awful
1: paper, said Luna. He publishes important stories that he thinks the public needs to know. He doesn't care about making money. Rita looked disparagingly at Luna. I'm guessing your father runs some stupid little village newsletter. 25 ways to mingle with muggles and the dates of the next bring and fly sale. I'm interested in this bring and fly sale.
0: Where can I find this newsletter?
1: I would like to find it.
0: Right. I also would love to see what like a withered local alt-left paper looks like. (laughs) Or alt-weekly, sorry. Alt-left. I've been watching Mm -hmm. too much news today. Um, An alt weekly, like you know, like the like, the Village Voice for <laughs> Hogsmead Village, the Hogsmead Herald.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We should we should get that paper.
1: Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Portia says um, that a really good quote she saw on Twitter today was that journalists are supposed to be truth seekers and tellers. Um, and those who value being journalists because of power ought to actually work as power brokers and not journalists, which is a word.
0: So um, true. So Luna so says, true. basically what needs to happen is like Jeff Bezos, we need to continue to like say what you will about Jeff Bezos or whatever, but we need to have multimillionaires like we did back in the early days of journalism who are just patrons of journalism and they sus- they don't care about it being a mm-hmm. money making endeavor. Like, it's just, you know, they write it off on their taxes. And it's there for the public good. That's what we need. That's what the Wizarding World needs. They need, I don't know, who's the rich guy? They need a Malfoy, but not Malfoy. They need a rich non-Nazi. A non-Nazi rich person. Who would that be? Harry Potter? (laughs) Yes. It would be Harry Potter. They need Harry Potter to just become, like... The patron of... Or they need Wizarding um, Patreon. <laughs> wizarding Patreon. To sustain the Daily yeah. Prophet without any m- interference from mm-hmm. the, the ministry. We do what we want. We write what we want. We don't care. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. self-sustaining. That's it. We don't care about making money.
1: Um, so Luna says that her father is the editor of the Quibbler. And Rita storts, snorts so loudly that people at the nearby table look around in alarm important stories that he thinks the public needs to know i could manure my garden with the contents of that rag well this is your chance to raise the tone of it it a bit isn't it luna says her father is quite happy to take harry's interview that's who'll be who will be publishing it the quibbler rita said cackling you think people will take him seriously if he's published in the quibbler some people won't, but the Daily Prophets version of the Azkaban breakout has some gaping holes in it. I think a lot of people will be wondering whether there isn't a better explanation of what happened and if there's an alternative story available. Even if it is published in a, in a well, an unusual magazine, I think they might be rather keen to read it. Um, Rita didn't say anything for a while, but eyed Hermione shrewdly, her head a little to one side. All right, let's say for a moment, I'll do it, she said. What kind of fee am I going to get? I don't think Daddy exactly pays people to write for his magazine, said Luna. They do it because it's an honor, and of course, to see their names in print. Um, so he's one of those. And if this wasn't Rita, I would be like,
0: Xenophilius, you don't get some right. money to pay your writers, fam. Pay. Pay writers right. or write it all yourself. Yeah, i here with exposure. Sparkly lights. Right don't write for free unless you're writing for Black Girls Create because we can't pay you but you can also what we can do is allow you to go get paid and then we will republish we don't do none of that exclusive nonsense because we know we can't pay you because we don't got no money but don't write for free yeah please don't unless you're Rita Skeeter unless you want to go right ahead right you get an advance on your next book full of lies. your Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> Have you seen those I, I editor notes? Oh, delete this. Ugh. <laughs> that's my favorite editing note ever. Oh gosh, that's so <laughs> sad. Um,
1: so Rita looks as though okay. the taste of stink sap right. was strong in her mouth again, and she rounded on Hermione. I'm supposed to do this for free, um, which, you know, that's what she kind of deserves at this point. Um, well, yes," said Hermione. "Otherwise, as you very well know, I will inform the authorities that you are an unregistered animagus. Of course, the Prophet might give you rather a lot for an insider's account of life in Azkaban." Um, Rita looked as though she would have liked nothing better than to Boom. see the paper umbrella sticking out of Hermione's drink and thrust it up her nose. "I don't suppose I suppose I've got any choice, have I?" said Rita. "Daddy will be pleased," said Luna. "Okay, Harry, ready to tell the public the truth?" I suppose, said Harry, um, watching Rita balance the quick quotes quill as the ready at the ready on the parchment between them. Fire away then Rita sit fire away then Rita, said Hermione serenely, fishing a cherry out of the bottom of her glass. Um Ugh Hermione is goat. Yeah. Goat so great. Um Yeah, I mean she... Had a there was a reason she needed to see Harry and it was
0: important and I appreciate it. Who was your MVP? Right. So my MVP was Cho. I was like going to do um, Hermione because you know as Proma said she probably deserves it (laughs) and she does. But the more I was thinking about Cho, like there are like there are issues with everyone in this chapter that I can quibble with in certain ways I don't um but I don't really like the way that Cho expects Harry to process Mm -hmm. with her like um and just like but I do appreciate that she recognizes that this is something that she needs and also recognizes that it's probably helpful for Harry she's not trying to be selfish in that way. She's just saying like, I need to talk about this and I'm sure that you need to talk about this as well because we're both going right. through this level of trauma. Um, and also like just being very firm in what she will and will not take from him. Like even if she does like him, even if he's cute, taught her how to do a really good expelliarmus, you know, good summoning charm. Like that does not excuse... Like being treated mm-hmm. like garbage on a date or being, you know, gaslit or whatever else she felt that Harry was doing. Um, and so I just really appreciate, you know, Hermione is kind of like our one shining beacon of like female, I know what I'm worth and like maintaining high standards for yourself. And I just always really appreciate it when we see yeah. another character.
1: I agree. Um, I made Hermione my MVP, um, but I almost did Cho. I think I made Hermione my MVP, my MVP mainly just because like her her actions have more to do with like the larger plot, you know. Um, and I think consistently mm-hmm. she's just a really good friend and like cares a lot about justice. And I think like in the way when those kind of um, when they work really when they like when she does it right they work really well um and yeah i think that she's just yeah. you know she's thinking about the long game and is just like you know willing to bring rita out of <laughs> from wherever hole she was living in is like willing to get over her own prejudices against the quibbler um and it's just like well this story needs to be out and at this point like what else there's no other real choice you know um so yeah that's that's who
0: my mvp is yeah um as you guys heard promo's mvp was um hermione as well um with the ever valid i'm sure she deserved it <laughs> before she <laughs> had to leave um amani made hermione motherfucking granger his MVP for being the baddest witch of her age. Portia also made um, Hermione her MVP for master planning skills and knowing what people need and how to give it to them, as well as Cho for being clear about her feelings, especially after the fate of her last bow. Um, Portia, an academic, says all the things that I try to say, but better and more um, succinct and articulate. <clears throat> Ariana made Hermione her MVP for earning her spin doctor badge and leveling up in her power behind the throne status. Can we start calling Hermione yes. the hand? Yeah. <laughs> the hand of the chosen one. Um just tapping into her mm-hmm. um Tyrion Lannister. Absolutely. Laurel made Hermione her MVP for getting things done. Yeah, that's wrong. everyone.
1: Uh who did you bench?
0: Harry. I just felt like, I feel like Harry, like, he is not in touch with his feelings, which, okay, he's 15, fine, but I felt like every time he didn't want to do something on this date, he <laughs> blamed Cho for it. And as a younger sibling, I get that a lot, because I literally spend my day figuring out who oh, I can blame well, and how, and why. An interesting thing to do. I do. My cousin Tyler lives with us now and she's been like having to get used to it because I, I baked a pie. It was very cute. It was it was great. But I didn't put a pan underneath it. And so it was, like the inside filling like came out and kind of scorched the bottom of the oven. Um, And then afterwards, Tyler was like, you didn't put a pan underneath your pie? And so I was like, Tyler ruined the oven because she knew. I didn't know. Why didn't she say nothing? Her and fault. She probably assumed that you knew See? since you're the older cousin, but I guess... She would be wrong. When you assume she um, was I, wrong. Um, and that was Harry. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I benched so basically you're binging yourself. Um, I binged Voldemort.
1: I'm binging Harry okay. for um, assuming. I, and putting okay. the blame on other people. I, I binged Voldemort. Um, I agree with the binging of Harry.
0: He doesn't get Yeah, binged I binged mean, I think enough. that like,
1: I agreed with the binging of Harry, but then I was trying to look <laughs> Uh, and I actually read the last half, like Harry's date um, today. And I read the other part yesterday, but so I was like trying to like kind of mm-hmm. bring it all together. And like the breakout, Bodrick Bode getting killed, Cho's trauma, Harry's trauma, like the whole thing that Hermione is trying to like get the truth out about. Like all it of all it goes back to from the Voldemort. Same so I was like, I'm gonna do him um, this time uh, for being
0: a magical Hitler. So. Yeah. It's not untrue. Um, so, uh, Amani benched Harry because men are trash. It's very succinct. Very much like to the point, mm-hmm. men are trash. And Laurel benched Harry for not having any sense, which is also quite to the point. Um, Portia benches Harry for not trying um hold her or hold her hand or don't comfort her or don't but never make someone feel like their feelings aren't valid because you're not in tune with your own emotions portia comma
2: (laughs) an intellectual um
0: ariana benches harry for um harry should leave cho alone if as he can't be there for her um And Portia also says she kind of wants to bench Ron for Bode's death too, but she'll be good. It's it's not Ron's fault. It's so not. You can feel a type of way about Ron, but that (laughs) is a stretch. Um, Yes. (laughs) He didn't send the devil snare. He didn't put the devil snare on Bodrick Bode's uh, bedside. He didn't encourage him to take care of the plant. He was just, he happened Mm -hmm. to be in the room.
1: Yeah, along with like <laughs> 10 other people. Um, um, thank right. you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Seen and Unforeseen. One of my favorite titles. Make sure to follow and... Yeah, it's a good one. Um, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who has for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter, at Nerds hashtag Team. Um, you can follow Proma on Twitter at PromaWhatUp. So it's very You can also read Proma's mm-hmm. writing on Mashable. And watch the um LeakyCon um, go find her um, um... story from twenty seventeen on YouTube, which she co directed. Yes. So and be on lookout for yes. those fanfics that we will hold her to.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> pinging her <laughs> as soon as we hang up. she wrote it down
1: so I think you know
0: it's, it's pretty close <laughs> to sentence down. Um I'll give her a day you're right I shouldn't I shouldn't yeah give her. I'll some give time. her a day um,
1: yeah so you know check out our stuff at blackgirlscreate.org and yeah happy new year happy new year Habari Gani um, it's not Kwanzaa anymore when oh this no episode it's over out,
0: so. it's over yeah dang it I can't get this right. All right. Bye, y'all.